0: Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you slept well. What a great dinner, and now David's all's birthday day. So, so this is the time of the com- conference uh, when, at least my mind, sort of starts to move a little bit towards uh, returning home and beginning to think about, you know, boarding passes and stuff, but we have some really… Uh, wonderful presentations ahead still. So, my feet are on the ground, but I do start to think about going home a little bit. And so I chose the, I think, classic returning home text for the meditation this morning, which would be Luke 15, which you're familiar with the story, the prodigal son story. It's the story that Matt Schneider used in his really uh, excellent seminar yesterday on parenthood. But I want to focus just for a second on that particular moment when the prodigal son decides to return home. Uh, Luke says he comes to his senses, and you remember he's actually in the pig sty with pig sh- stuff on his shoes, <laughs> eating, eating the pods, and it's, it's in darkness. He's sitting in darkness. And he gets this first thought that maybe I need to go home. And he says to himself, I will arise and go to my father. So that's our verse for the morning. I will arise and go to my father. He's already really received grace because he's got this glimmer of hope that's, I think, based on who his, he knows his father to be at some level. Um, Even though he's got this speech rehearsed, uh, he knows at some level that, or he hopes at some level that his father will receive him back. So he's already received grace, so there's already a glimmer of light uh, in that darkness. Mockingbird, uh, the ministry of Mockingbird is always repeating this idea, this theme that God is in the darkness, God's to be found in the suffering and in the confusion uh, and that's been uh, a life changer for me. I wanted to tell you just a, a very quick story. It is a, a story that actually happened, a true story in, in that sense, um, and, but I have, I have in mind something that Sally Lloyd, Lloyd-Jones said yesterday, which I, I thought was just a wonderful talk, and I keep chewing on things that she said. Uh, in particular, she said, don't turn a story into a, a sermon meaning don't explain the story, you remember that, Uh, or you'll lose the magic, which is great advice for parents, teachers, and certainly for preachers. Um, I also thought that if, as a preacher, you don't explain the story, if you leave room for that mystery that she's talking about, then there is a much better chance that you'll be heard as profound, even if you're not. (laughs) So I'll tell this story, uh, (laughs) and profound or stupid, (laughs) you be the judge. (laughs) But it's a story about darkness and light in my own life, and uh, I'll call it how I found myself at the bottom of a dumpster on Christmas Eve. And this is how it happened, we have two services on Every Christmas Eve in our parish, at four, one at four and one at a, at eleven, um, both with several thousand people attending, almost got away with that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Not several times, th- but in my mind, which is what <laughs> what matters, because you have to appreciate. Uh, and many of you do, I know, that on Christmas Eve, there's, that is just, there are two or three services during the church year when I just, I know I shouldn't feel this way, and I try not to feel this way, but I do feel like my whole psyche, the whole value of my ministry, my whole worth of my being, all of that rides on how these services go. So you talk about pressure and stress and the law, and all that comes together Um, in how people experience these Christmas Eve services. So anyway, about 15 minutes before the start of our second service, an usher comes to me in the back and says, Drew, we've run out of bulletins. And you'll say, well, Jesus never had a bulletin. And Jesus never edited a bulletin. And Jesus never concerned himself with an order of service. But for me in that moment, to hear that we're out of bulletins just was crushing. And I just got more and more panicked as people tried to, the ushers ran around trying to find the bulletins. And I I soon learned that our head usher from the previous service had taken, collected all of the several hundred bulletins that we had had printed. And against my specific instructions, he's supposed to save them for the second service. Against my instructions, he had taken them, collected them, and thrown them into the big green recycling dumpster behind the church instead of saving them in a fit of recycling zeal. So now about ten minutes before the service, I dash out to this big green recycling dumpster, and I lifted the lid and peered down into it on my tiptoes, and I could see this big stack of Uh, of our bulletins down there in the bottom bottom of the dumpster, and I probably would have just left them there and said, what the heck had gone on? But one of my parishioners came up behind me on his way to the service and saw what was going on and says to me, well, if you were a real priest, you'd climb in that dumpster. And so I climbed in, (laughs) wearing my best suit and my polished shoes, climbed in the dumpster. And in that dumpster, I was given several insights very quickly. First insight, the students of LSU put things in a recycling dumpster that in no way qualify as recyclable because it was like the rear end of a frat house. It was awful. So I stood there, you know, surrounded by these four steel walls and knee-deep in used beer cups, and and I looked up at the the sky, the black sky, and I could see the stars, and all of a sudden, it was amazing, I really did get quiet. And it was so peaceful (laughs) in that dark dumpster. Um, And the Lord kind of gave me a word which was, I don't mean audible, but you know, and this this voice sort of said to me, Drew, you are taking yourself way too seriously. Just go back in there and lead my people in worship and go home and go to sleep. And then the uh, third insight that I had is that it is much easier to climb into a dumpster empty handed (laughs) That it is to climb out with 250 bulletins in your hands. <laughs> so. Profound or just stupid, you be the judge. So. I hope that we can return home uh, a little lighter of heart, maybe not taking ourselves quite so seriously. Um, and pray that God gives us eyes to see him in all of the dark places in our lives. And with a bit more gratitude for this uh, gospel of grace that we have heard uh, afresh today. Let us pray. O oh Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who hast brought us safely to the beginning of this day, defend us with the same in thy mighty power, and grant that this day we may fall into no sin neither run into any kind of danger, but that we, being ordered by thy governance, may do always what is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.